the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the date day edition of the program. Paula is here. She's live in studio. She looks really smart. So if you have any questions or need any encouragement at all, all you need to do is provide the phone call, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen. Everything else is hands-free. You'll be safe, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's date day. We got shocked because the weather was supposed to be hot, and it's not hot. Well, it wasn't hot, but now it is hot. It's beautiful. You came into the office just at the wrong time. You we were you were so cute this morning. You're like, hey, it's supposed to be 82 or something like 84. that. 84. 84. Okay. And so you're like, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to wear shorts and, and, and sandals today, flip-flops today. I'm like, ooh, you're encouraging me because, you know, I like the hotter weather too. And so then you said, of course, I forgot to do this. You said, okay, start the butt warmers and I'll, I'll check the weather outside. And so you, you said, it's not even sunny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- this weather is messing with our heads. Yeah. We, we, for those of you who don't know, we like it 90. Yeah, we're all whining on the radio now. Huh? <laughs> we like it 90, and the weather's been something down. So yesterday I had great hope. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful day. It was warm outside. Mm-hmm. And I thought, now the trend is only going to go up from there. Yeah. And, hey, where's the sun? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking, we're pushing summer, but it's here. You know, spring is here, and we're going to push summer, so you're going to wear your shorts. And then and then you're like, later, uh, well, I think I might change my <laughs> I think I might change your mind. You don't even change your mind and put on long pants. You put on a long sleeve shirt and a, a hoodie. So, but I was proud of you because you called hey, it. Hey, I'm not going to pretend to be <laughs> tough. I don't like cold weather at all. Yeah, but it's really nice outside right now. Actually, I, I had to take off my... My little sweatshirt and stuff. You know, I was just thinking, you know, that we talked about this briefly yesterday. The Senate passed 100 to 0 (laughs) legislation uh, making daylight savings time permanent. Yeah. Now, that's fine for me Mm because I like daylight. I like sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but people saying, no, it should be the other one that's permanent or I like it the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows what's going to happen. And then somebody asked me yesterday, Paul, now f- for you in the audience at our church, we have a biannual tradition where we have pancake breakfasts mm-hmm. whenever we change our clocks mm-hmm. uh, out in the parking lot, pancake breakfast. That's for people that get up earlier, get here late or whatever it is uh, because they didn't change their clock. That's how it started. Now it's just a pancake it's breakfast. Just now a pancake breakfast yeah. And so somebody said, Hey, does this mean we're not going to have our pancake breakfast anymore? 
As long as I'm pastor of this church, we're going to have pancake breakfast. <laughs> Paula, what's on your heart today? Well, um, I was just, you know, in the middle of the night, I'm trying to, okay, Lord, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? And so, of course, the ladies, we just came back from the mountaintop of our retreat, and it's about Occupy. And uh, one of the questions that Mercedes asked us is, what occupies, what occupies you? What occupies you? You know, the Lord wants us to occupy being about his father's business, being about his business, and sharing the gospel with everybody we come across, if they'll listen. Um, whether, you know, like you and I, we sit at breakfast, and pretty much everybody where we go, uh, the wait staff anyway, they know us. Um, and other people, I'm looking around, you're looking around for any opportunity that we might be able to um, share, you know. Would you order? What's that? That looks good. You like it? <laughs> Today we saw a lady with a, with a, a waffle, the state shaped like the state of Texas, you know. That was kind of cool, So, but we didn't really talk to them. Um, but um, to share... They were busy eating. They yes. didn't want to talk. Yeah, they were. They were talking among themselves, so that's okay. And so we're to be about, we're to occupy and be about the Lord's business. But what is occupying you that could kind of get in the way of uh, doing what the Lord has asked us to do? Is it your career? Um, is it your fears? Is it your children? You know, they can kind of come first with all, especially now we got so many activities going. And if you have more than one child, you could be all over the place. Um, is it um, your spouse, your friends, your hobbies? Um, what occupies you that might be keeping you at a distance from the Lord where, you know, you're, where we can get, or your busyness, we can get so busy and the Lord might be tapping, saying, uh, why don't you sit and talk with me for a little while before we be about your agenda. And so, you know, even <clears throat> you're talking about, Mercedes talking about even being the pastor's wife. She's doing a lot of pastor's wife stuff. But does she take the time to sit and listen to the Lord and, and get her day started off right? And so what occupies you? And so... You know, I'm not asking you personally. I'm asking even myself, what occupies me that might keep me a little bit distant from the Lord? And so I put that out there to the radio listening audience. <laughs> I love saying that. What do you want them to do with it? Uh, ask the question. Answer that question. Ask themselves that question. What's occupying you that might be keeping you from drawing closer to the Lord, maybe not hearing or maybe not even wanting to hear what he would ask you for instance, you say, um, we have so many things on our plate, or we have a plate, um, and if it's over full, so full, we don't spend time with the Lord. Ask the Lord, what's on my plate that I, I probably need to let you take out? Um, and then if, if it's other things, maybe like laziness, Lord, why am I so lazy? And if there's something on my, not on my plate that you want there, Lord, go ahead and put it there. You've been asking, I don't know if it's every week for maybe three weeks or a month for people to come forward at the altar call um, if they need healing. And the caveat is, if the Lord heals you, will you use your new strength um, for his glory, not just for your own satisfaction. Ooh, I feel so much better. Now I can go and do this and that or another. I'm sounding like Charles Stanley right there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, but Watch will this. You, yeah, yeah. Will you <laughs> will you use that new found vigor um, for the Lord's glory, or is it just going to be for you? Yeah, and the reason I do that, Paul, is because we have. Uh, you know, we we sort of have this Western expectation that because we're Christians, God ought to heal us. And I want people to think about our responsibility. If we if we're blessed by God, if we're given a gift by God, um, what then should be the use of that gift? And when we're we're talking about this to people, and and I I typically don't call people up for healing. But but there there are some times when the Lord will speak really clearly in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, uh, two Sundays ago, we had uh, a couple of people who were healed. 
Um, and, and, and the Lord said, uh, the, the power to heal is here today. But, but he wanted me to make sure that they understood there's a responsibility mm-hmm. with that gift. And, you know, if we think, well, God should just heal me, but we don't have any obligation to use our new strength, uh, our healthy bodies for his glory. Uh, I, I want people to think, well, why should God hear my prayer and heal me if I'm not going to use that for his glory? And uh, I just don't think we think about it. We just think about, well, I'm in church. Uh, I need healing. So God ought to do it. Mm-hmm. But there's always a responsibility. God's blessings are always conditional. Mm-hmm. God's blessings are always uh, for a purpose. And uh, I think sometimes we forget that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we're like the rich young ruler. Uh, Jesus sent him away sad or he walked away sad uh, because Jesus identified what possessed him, to use your word, what occupies him. Mm-hmm. It was his trust in wealth and his riches. And because he had a lot, he walked away from God. And um, um, it's not exactly the same thing, but when somebody is asking God to heal him, they ought to be able to say, Lord, I can do so much. This is a silly thing for me, okay. but, but I do it every time. Okay. We go to a, a nail place or we go to a massage place or anything like that mm-hmm. where, where the people are Chinese or Vietnamese mm-hmm. or anything else. I'm, I'm always saying, Lord, give me their language mm-hmm. because I want to share Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, give me their language just uh-huh. just for now. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be ever good. But, yeah. but just for this, I want to share Jesus with them. Yeah. And so far, that hasn't happened. You're so cute because I do just the opposite. Lord, give them my language. So <laughs> <laughs> you're much more spiritual than me. Well, you know, <laughs> they, they know me well enough to know uh-huh. that I don't speak their language, Chinese yeah. or Vietnamese. Yeah. But if I suddenly start talking in their language, mm-hmm. I can say, this is a gift from God to you. Because he wants you to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And I pray this every time I'm in one of those places. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I've got to be able to, if, if, if God gave me the gift of the language, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have any value if I didn't tell the people who spoke that language about Jesus. Yeah. So that's the purpose. The same thing is true in principle, yeah. I think, with healing. You know, we demand healing and we've got false teachers uh-huh. telling us to, to claim our healing by faith. Yeah. Uh, and all of that nonsense, uh, it comes with a cost and that cost is Jesus you've done this for me this is what I'm going to use what you've given me mm-hmm. to bring you honor and glory mm-hmm. and I think sometimes we forget that and I think it's it's a reflection on the church uh, in these last days that we have expectations of the Lord without any expectations on of our own mm-hmm. and, and I, I just think that's a tough place to be yeah yeah so what occupies you so everybody you know, kind of be thinking about that. Um, ever since I came back from the retreat, now I think I'm a pretty pretty good prayer person, you know, um, but it seems like I'm praying a lot more. I don't know if it's just because so many people are going through so much stuff, um, but sitting at my, my desk at, at home, the office, you know, the prayer wall is right there. And, you know, sometimes I don't have time to pray for every one of them. And so it's kind of one of those things where, okay, Lord, who should I pray for? What group should I pray for today? Um, and so I can't tell you how many times just asking that question and the Lord will direct the prayer where, like yesterday, I was praying for Pastor Chris and Elevator who are in Michoacan, Mexico. You know, when I, go, when I die, I'm going to heaven. That's my that's my my group right there. So I got to practice my Spanish, um, but um, but I've been praying more, and the people will either contact me by phone or I'll see them, and I'll be able to say, I just prayed for you. The Lord just had me pray for you. Um, just that's just not coincidental, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, and then I say something like that. The Lord just knows stuff, right? He's so smart. It's like, duh. Like you said last night, duh. Yeah. But I've been, I've been praying more. And, um, and I want to pray, I want to pray more because I really want to learn how to, uh, and I, I pray this all the time, Lord, I want to learn how to respond, not just react. Um, and so if anybody wants to join me in praying for that, that would really be helpful to me because, you know, we don't want to mess up. <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, I'm getting like Peter, though. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, you know, repent quicker, but whew, I wish I wouldn't have to so often. Anyway, um, the other thing <laughs> I was thinking about, yeah, you're just laughing because you live at that house. Um, Mercedes' first teaching was return and rebuild. And, you know, we're all at the retreat, and we're there not wanting to come home with any more 2021 on us, and it's already marked. You know, our pastor, you know his name, right? <laughs> um, he said before the year was over, um, let's don't be the same people that we were in 2021. We're supposed to fall in love with Jesus, you know, more and becoming more like him and less like us. Um, and so let's don't, let's don't take 2021 selves into 2022. Well, that hasn't worked well, Pastor Ron. It's just like everybody else's, what do you call them things, uh, New Year's resolutions. We, we do good for about a week, maybe two. And then, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm back to the same old person. And um, so the reminder of return and rebuild, you know, when you return home, like because we're in the book of Nehemiah, um, rebuild. Like he's, you know, check the walls. Like you teach, she didn't say that, but you teach it that way. Check the walls, those those holes in your walls, and and shore them up. You know, uh, return and rebuild those relationships that may have um, struggled with some drama, trauma. Um, even if it's, even if you're the only one, you go to that person or those people and say, you know, I'm sorry, please forgive me, irregardless of how they may respond. Um, but return and rebuild. You know, she was, she was saying, um, that sister who just gets on your last nerve. I love her because you know what? She, I can relate to her, Mercedes. She's kind of, you know, and she makes me look good because she only went four days in the ninth grade. At least I graduated from high school, so she makes me look good. But anyway, she says, you know, if it's if it's just you that goes to rebuild relationship just say you know we had we had words whatever but I'm willing to just let bygones be bygones you want to be friends again a lot of times the other person may be so embarrassed or so ashamed that they don't think you ever want to have anything to do with them and again for me that's the hands down hard open thing you know and you may get hurt again um, but is it worth it to put your hands down and have your heart open because that's what Jesus does. Because my, my scriptures that I want to live up to, Pastor Ron, and oh, you know it, Genesis fifty twenty. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, the saving of many lives as it is. And that person's life may be that just that one that gets saved, you know? And you just never know. So hands down, heart open, she said, return and rebuild. Yeah, I think there's something even bigger than that. You know, you know we can we can forecast maybe that person will get saved. But the, the the thing is, if our hands are not down, if our heart's not open, if we're not willing to humble ourselves and go to somebody and say, "Look, uh, I, I'm willing to forgive and move on. Let, let's 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 go back to who we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what they've done, if we're unwilling to do that, then our relationship to God is 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 broken. Yeah. And I think that's the the dangerous thing. I think that's part of the reason you said you know our our, our New Year's resolutions don't take very long before we start yeah. breaking them or or let's let's be different in 2022 um we cannot be different if we're not with jesus <laughs> and if we're protecting ourselves if we're we're defending our own turf um uh, we we can't be with jesus because we're too busy being with us mm-hmm. and jesus always has to depart we're on our own, and then the problem is it doesn't matter whether it's 2021 or 2020 or 2019. We're the same old people we always used to be, mm-hmm. and uh, it requires a diligence. It requires a steadfast commitment to be uh, in the presence of the Lord, regardless of how you feel or regardless of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every time, uh, as a group, we Christians say, well, well uh, this is going to be a different year, there's just a different crisis. But we can meet the the, the different crisis with the same power of God's Spirit by being with Jesus and and uh, focusing on on walking forward. You know, the Apostle Paul didn't take a step backwards. Peter 
didn't take a step backwards. I mean, after the denial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. He, you know, he didn't take a step backwards. And I think that's as we look at our church fathers, and by church fathers, I mean the 12 apostles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if we look at them, uh, they're always advancing. And Jesus said that the kingdom of God is going to advance forcefully. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to be, I don't like these new you're going to say intentional. Yeah, these terms. But, <laughs> but we need to be intentional when we get up in the morning. It can't be about what we've got on our agenda. It can't be getting to the coffee table and getting a cup of coffee, you know, before we can uh, talk with God. It has to be one thing and one thing only. We've got to run into the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. and then we've got a purpose to stay there. Jesus is always there. But when we decide we're going to do our own thing, uh, or, or, or we're going to lose sight of Jesus for, for a few hours during the day, uh, we're going to end up causing somebody pain, and we're going to end up having to repent. And uh, I just think it's really important that mm-hmm. we focus on that one thing. i got to be with Jesus mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, she said um, her definition of occupy was it's, it's invest with intent of increasing, establishing a presence. Then she asked this question. Is the presence of the Lord established in you? She said, in us. And then is the presence of the Lord established in our home? We're talking to women, of course. Um, So is the presence of the Lord established in us? That's a great question. And then is it established in our home? Because if we are aware, like you say all the time, just be with Jesus. If we are aware that we are with Jesus and he's with us, we will act and sound differently. And if if he's established in our home, there too, um, we'll we'll be established. Uh, we'll occupy better. Yeah, let me let me let me paint a picture. I think that it'll be helpful. Um, we Christians, especially women, Paul, we Christians have this picture as we grow in Christ that we ought to be better. I know, I do. Okay. I, I have that. But but we cannot be better mm-hmm. unless we're with Jesus. Um, it's that simple. The, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his presence is fullness of joy. If I'm not with Jesus, there's no joy. Mm-hmm. If I'm not with Jesus, there's no peace. He said, my peace, my personal peace, I give unto mm-hmm. you. Uh, if, if we're not with Jesus, and I mean this in a physical way, uh, if we're not with Jesus... Um, um, we're we're going to cause pain. So what we've got to do is arrange our lives so that everything we do includes him. And people say, I don't know what you mean, just be with Jesus. It's just be with Jesus. Today was our day day we hung out. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, Every day with Jesus is a day day. And we should hang out. And when you're aware of his presence... Uh, it's only because you're with him, mm-hmm. and the minute you do your own thing, our, our Bible study last night, uh, Jeroboam uh, made a decision, a day of his own choosing. Whenever we make choices on our own that that are not in the will of God or decisions that we make without consulting God, big ones or small ones, mm-hmm. we're not with Jesus, mm-hmm. and we're going to do bad things. And we've got to get over this this human pride that we have, the pride that says, um, um, well, well, I should be better by now. That's why the devil beats us up so much when we fall into sin or when we do something or say something that we're, we're ashamed of. I should be better than that now. We can't be better. We cannot be better. Jesus makes us good. You know, in the fruit of the Spirit, there's goodness mm-hmm. uh, at the end of that list. And goodness, the word by by definition in Greek, is a contact goodness. It's like, well, I'm a better person now because Jesus has rubbed off on me. So I'm gooder, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. much better than I was. Mm -hmm. And that is a continuing thing that grows as we continue to walk with Jesus. But it doesn't matter, and I usually use me as the example, uh, I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor now for almost 27 years. Uh, my flesh is still as stinky and ugly and filthy as it ever was. So the key is to be with Jesus so my flesh can't live. Mm-hmm. Yep, my flesh is still as stinky as it always was as well. And you're, you're looking for words, uh, 
resolve is is mine. You don't have to use intentional. You could say resolve. Okay. I know you like <laughs> we, we like resolve. And so uh, reboot is was my other word, uh, but like you're saying, the responsibility is to just be with Jesus, and we will be better. It's that remembering to be with Him, and you know, um, returning to Him because it was return and rebuild. Some of the ladies had. You know, you kind of drift, especially when we're going to a retreat. <laughs> Some of them are getting there, and they're like, "Woo, I got here at just the right time." Because <laughs> with with the women, you know, they got to get food and clothes and get the kids. Everybody's got to if they have more than two kids, and dad works. There's babysitters. I mean, there's it's just a lot to get ready, laundry, everything. You know, and so some of them are getting there like. <laughs> I left them people. <laughs> <laughs> you, mean, you mean your family? No, them people. <laughs> Those people, yeah. And so um, they needed to <sighs> resolve to retreat. Well, with that, let's take a break. This is the Word to Stand Up for Life, the day day show. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paula is live in studio. We'd love your calls. We will be back in two minutes. back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh for those of you who were with us in the first half hour thanks for hanging around anybody who's getting in their car now and just tuning in this is the word to stand on for life the date day edition i'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and Paula is live in studio, and we would love to have any phone calls or questions, 340-9585. Paula, mm-hmm. pick up where you left off. Oh, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> She's live in studio. What happened? What? Yeah. What uh, day is it? Yeah, what day is it? You were talking about um, healing. You know, earlier we were talking about this, and I was thinking, you know what? We have all kind of gifts. That if the Lord, since he has given us these gifts, and they do belong to him, he just lets us, you know, on loan, which is um, the retreat theme still, occupy. Um, you know, for instance, you have the gift of teaching. If you had the gift of teaching and you weren't teaching, be kind of dumb, huh? Yeah. Sure be a dull life for me. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, you have but see, every gift, whether it's a gift of helps, the gift of administration, gifts of healing, mm-hmm. when God chooses to sovereignly touch somebody and heal them, um, um, gifts of tongues, whatever it is, if God gives you a gift, it's a wonderful gift and he intends for you to use it. Mm-hmm. And as you use it, your life will just thrive yeah. uh, in your circumstances. And it doesn't require the circumstance of your life to be pleasant um, maybe your gift like your gift Paul and one of your gifts is encouragement um, you know a lot of times encouragers are around a lot of sad people I know that's what I turned to the Lord a long time ago I was like man I used to be a cheerleader when I was in you know school not say cheerleader rooting for the losers you know pretty much and now the gift of encouragement that was kind of the same thing you know they're down and out or whatever I'm like I've been this my whole life. Why can't I get another gift? And, you know, just kind of whining. And it was like the Lord says, that's one of the greatest gifts. You know, why would you not? But the, I was saying, but see, you don't find you to be around discouraged people yeah, all the time. But you, you you don't find out how good a gift is till you use it. Yeah. And then you use it, and then you're suddenly grateful for yeah. it. And I think we've got to go back to step one. Mm-hmm. If God's given you a gift and you're not using it for his glory, why would he give you anything else? I uh, know. And 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 we forget that you know we get so used to this uh, Western mindset that God owes us mm-hmm. a life without problems. Uh, he owes us good health. Um, the, the problem, of course, is that He owes us nothing. He's given everything to us, 
And so what we've got to do is say, okay, Lord, what I want to do is use my gifts for your glory, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And then what he can do is he will give you greater gifts after the fact. Yeah. Um, There's a scripture that says it's it's so good to give an apt reply. You know, as a as an encourager, there's times when, you know, we we can be somewhere in. For whatever reason, I guess because I have the gift of encouragement, God sends me those discouraged people who just, hi, how you doing? What's going on? And they just tell me. <laughs> if he sent you other encouragers, <laughs> they'd be a pep rally. That's, <laughs> that's not, he, he wants you to minister to people yeah. who, who need to see encouragement yeah. uh, alive. One of the things that, that actually, two, it's, it's a twofold comment that people always make about you. She's always so, like, up. Mm. And the other one is, she's so real. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, those are two things people say. Well, that's your gift of encouragement. Mm. And, and you know, uh, an encourager who's discouraged and and persists in that, that doesn't mean you don't get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. But the point is, if you're going to use your gift, you've got to deal with the discouragement when it hits you. Yeah. Or or you put yourself sort of on the shelf for a while, mm-hmm. and then your gift sort of stagnates, mm-hmm. and, and you get bummed out. And if we stay bummed out long enough, we call that depression. <laughs> and and who wants to be encouraged by a depressed person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not about not being real or 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 being, um, or even having unrealistic standards for other people. It's just we've got to fight to use the gifts that God has given us when there is an enemy who doesn't want us to use it and a world that isn't interested in you using it. But God will send you to the people that he's prepared mm-hmm. um, to use your gift in front of. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool, especially the last couple of years. You know, everybody's been so afraid. And so I could go to their homes or we could meet somewhere or whatever. You know, it's like, let me just hug you. You want me to hug you? OK, I'm going to hug you. You know, <laughs> you want to you want to want me to kiss you on the cheek? Huh? huh? Well, um, OK. And, and to be OK with that. And so people have been very, very encouraged and, you know, kind of praise the Lord that uh, uh, we have cell phones, too, you know, where we can uh, FaceTime or whatever. Um, And so it's been cool. I've been able to encourage quite a few people. And uh, I like my gift now. I used to kind of complain about it. It was like, Lord, who's going to encourage me if I have any encouragement? That would just be with Jesus. It's not about me, I know. Yeah, but let me emphasize, it's it's not about liking your gift. It's about using the gift God has given you for his glory, and then he gives you other gifts. Yeah. I like my gift, though. I know. Well, I do. And, I really and we, like we all, gift, And yeah. we all will if we use them. Mm-hmm. But the man or the woman who sits around saying, well, you know, I don't think I have any gifts, or, mm-hmm. well, you know, I, I'm kind of down right now, or circumstances are hard. Um, that's the person that has given up fighting, and we fight to be in the presence of the Lord. And that's mm-hmm. why... Uh, in the first half of the program, we talked about getting up in the morning and getting there. It needs to be the first order of business mm. that mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I woke up, I don't know, 2.40 or something this morning. And I just had a terrible dream involving one of the uh, ladies in church. She, I always call her a little girl because she'd been with us and she was like 16 or something. Mm. Um, but, but, but I don't know what we're running away from, but these snakes were jumping out and grabbing us, our arms and legs. So we couldn't get away mm. and snakes were everywhere. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm alert now. I, I, I wake up, wake myself out of it. And, and I've got to immediately fight to get in the presence of the Lord mm. before I go back to sleep mm-hmm. because I know those snakes are waiting, for, waiting me for you if I, I don't know. do that. Mm-hmm. But that's what life is like. Yeah. There's a snake everywhere. Uh, in our life every day. And if we're not with Jesus, the snake will win. Uh, but but that's why fighting to be with the Lord is the most essential part of our day-to-day walk with Jesus. If we'll do that, um, then not only will we not be caught off guard when those snakes show up, but we won't embarrass ourselves mm. when they do. And one of the things that you and I talk about a lot is I'm constantly aware of the fact that if I give into my flesh in a public place, I can ruin 
31 years of faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're the only one that sees my embarrassment or shame, uh, I, I, I don't want to ruin you. Mm-hmm. So my responsibility is to make sure that I don't fall into that trap. And the only way I can not fall into that trap is to be with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to be with Jesus, it it doesn't keep us from not messing up, but maybe it'll be less frequent. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Well, it's just, you know, if we mess up, it's a, it's a momentary lapse. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not a willful or planned lapse. Mm-hmm. But if we mess up, uh, we lose our temper, we say something unkind, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. If we're with Jesus, he instantly points it out to us. Yep. And we can say, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, you know, that's not embarrassing. If you're a good, quick repenter, that's a testimony to your faith and mm-hmm. to, your, to your relationship. It's still embarrassing. Well, sure it is. Okay. But at the same time, um, you know, when you're hanging out with Jesus, that just doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, I would like to be able to think I could get to the end of the day, and when I say to, at night, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. I don't want anything to be between us. Mm-hmm. I, I ask him to protect my my dreams and my nightmares at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do that if if I'm separated from the Lord in fellowship. So what you want to do is repent quickly. And enjoy God's grace for living every day. Mm-hmm. And I think what, even even inherent in what you just said, is yeah, but but we still do it. Well, it's not embarrassing. It's 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 human. Mm-hmm. And and then we humans can accept Romans three twenty four. We were justified freely at the cross. So if I'm justified freely at the cross, which was two thousand years ago then why am I ashamed of something that's as far from me as east is from west? See, that's the whole key. Mm-hmm. I think by by being with Jesus and, and repenting quickly, uh, I think that refreshes our walk with the Lord over and over and over. It makes me more grateful. Mm-hmm. Because if I, if, if I do guilt or if I feel shame or embarrassment, if I beat myself up, because I had that bad moment, um, then then I'm going to have more bad moments because the enemy's always prowling around waiting for that moment to jump. And, um, you know, if I'm with Jesus, he, he has no place to jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So a clear conscience before God. Is it's, a guilt-free zone. It's a guilt-free zone. I like yeah. that. Guilt-free zone. Uh-huh. And we don't have to be afraid to come before the Lord. Yeah. No, nor ashamed. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. saying I'm sorry mm-hmm. when I mess up is the appropriate Christ-like thing to do. Yeah. And when I do that, how can I be ashamed of what I did? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's the mindset that we have to take into situations like this. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I know that, because that, mostly ladies, we probably carry a lot of guilt. Um, you know? a lot, we, most of us carry a lot most, of guilt. Most people do. That's it's right. just going to learn how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Why feel guilty about something you've been declared innocent of? That's true. And I say it all the time. We've been forgiven of past, present, and even future sins. Huh? God mm-hmm. already made provision for that. So, mm-hmm. okay, let's go. Huh? But, but if, if, if and, and you, you don't ever curse. So, so I want the audience to know this. But let's Woo! just say we were out and you something happened and you cursed. Wouldn't that be something? Um, <laughs> you remember when I shut my finger in the trunk of the car? Mm. I did one day. And... and Somebody said, "Well, did you curse?" No, no, no. I no, I didn't curse. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's the old me. Yeah, boy, the old me would have. <laughs> but but you but know, you, if yeah. you if you did it, and one of those words came out, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody that it really gets on your nerves mm-hmm. comes by and gets even better at getting on your nerves. <laughs> you know, you don't have to respond yeah. to the flesh because the spirit has overcome the flesh. Mm-hmm. And if we'll remember that, we will make a lot fewer errors, mistakes, sins, uh, and we'll we'll learn to enjoy the presence of the Lord. And for me personally, um, when I know the thoughts come in my mind and they don't come out of my mouth, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to God. Ooh, 
what I tell the ladies all the time. Praise the Lord, we don't have like microphones coming out of our ears for everybody to hear the thoughts that are going in in our head because the enemy would love that too. But we can take those thoughts captive and say, whew, like you're saying, praise the Lord, they don't come out. Mm-hmm. Now, did you want to answer this question? That's we up have? to you. Let's do okay. it. Okay. 340-9585 for anybody who has any questions or calls. Paula, this is an anonymous call that we thought might work um, to get your perspective on. Mm. Um, and this was a question that said, is it possible to restore marriage after infidelity? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if you really love each other and there was, like we're talking about, um, a sin that happened. And, and usually infidelity doesn't happen, you know, in that moment. It's it's kind of been built up. So something happened um, where one looked a little too long like David looking over at Bathsheba and um, infidelity happened. But yeah, if you want to, if that's my answer. If you want to, if, if the Lord is saying to um, the one who was um, sinned against, um, you have, you have grounds for divorce. That's, um, but if the Lord is saying stay, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, I think sometimes, uh, Paula, and, and we've had it both ways, where the Lord would tell one person who's a victim of infidelity to leave mm-hmm. and tell another person who's a victim of infidelity to stay. Mm-hmm. And to us, that seems inconsistent. Why isn't there one standard for everybody? Well, it's because God knows the future. Yeah. So uh, whoever this is, man or woman, um, if you feel like God is telling you to stay, then this then becomes a matter of obedience, it's not a matter of, of uh, what you're free to do. If God is saying stay, mm-hmm. then you've got to make a decision whether or not you're going to be obedient to what the Spirit of God is leading you to do. Now, I, I want to be clear that adultery is grounds for divorce. And we well-meaning Christians sometimes say, yeah, but stay together because God hates divorce. We never can take away a freedom that God has given. So if somebody comes to you and says, well, my husband and my wife cheated on me and and uh, and, and the Lord has told me it's okay to leave, um, nobody should ever make somebody like that feel guilty or make them question or second guess mm-hmm. their decision. Mm-hmm. However, um, I think because it's always God's first choice to reconcile, I think the preferred route or responsibility is to um, to say, okay, Lord, that's your preference. It's my preference, mm-hmm. and do everything that you can to reconcile. Mm-hmm. What that means is we got to be really, really good at forgiving people when we have been hurt. Yeah. Now we're going to come back to this. We've got a phone call okay. on the line, so let's go to line one and talk with Ray. Ray, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Ron. Hi, Paula. Happy, happy Irish day. <laughs> Uh, I'm wearing my green. Okay, um, me too. Oh, good, good. Um, I I was I need to paraphrase something because I don't have my Bible open to it. But uh, in the upper room, when Jesus is talking and says uh, three words, and then you know you uh, I'll I'll make a place for you to be where I am. But the first three words there, if I go, and and, and it's a stumbling thing for me with the if in there, because most of the time it's pretty clear, you know, don't worry. And and if you could explain that just a little bit, that would be great. If not, if it's too inconsequential, that's okay, too. Nope, nope, not inconsequential at all. In fact, it's an important... Um, lesson of hermeneutics, so I can do this. Um, Ray, sometimes the question is if. God says, um, I will bless you if, and then he gives us the uh, our responsibility, if you do this and if you do that. But in this particular case, Jesus isn't speaking um, in that, that sense. Uh, the if is, he's saying, um, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If I go there and prepare a place for you, that's a destination statement. That's not a uh, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't do it. So what he's saying 
very quickly is that uh, I am going there and I am going to prepare a place for you and I'll come back and take you to be with me where I am. So those aren't if, like maybe, or we hope they happen. Uh, When Jesus is making those statements, they are direct statements about um, his intent, um, uh, the direction that God's will is going to take him. But that's important because the word if, sometimes we look at if or another one, transitional word like that is since. Um, we've got to determine through the context of the passage whether it's it's uh, conditional or whether it's just a statement of purpose, Jesus saying, that is what I'm going to do. So in that particular case, John chapter 14, Ray, um, those are promises that we can all of us take to the bank. Thank you for that. Let's go to Reuben, our friend from Seguin on line two. Reuben, thanks for calling. You're on the air. God bless you, Pastor Ron. I wish this was... Thanks would have been a happier call, but I need your prayer, and I need the prayers of everybody out there. I'm in the hospital right now here in Seguin. Um, I have COVID, and I have, uh, um, um, oh, what is that called? Your lungs, with your lungs, uh, pneumonia. I don't know how I got them. I don't know. I was fine all weekend long, and all week long, and and yesterday I started feeling sick. Last night I couldn't sleep, and I, I woke up this morning I couldn't breathe. I called EMS. I've been here since this morning. They barely put me in a room. So if you could please pray for me, that because I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. I know I shouldn't be scared, but I'm scared. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't do that. These, these are these are times, Ruben. We're all afraid. But but the, the response to that is to transfer our fear to Jesus who knows the end from the beginning. And I will pray for you now, but I will keep you in prayer as well. But don't don't let the enemy make you feel guilty because you're afraid that that instinct to live is natural in all of us. You know, we all want to go be with Jesus, but we want to do it via the rapture, not via um, poor health. So, uh, Reuben, don't let the enemy beat you up. Uh, just in your fear, run to Jesus. Just run to him and he'll comfort you. He's the only source of comfort. Paula, let me pray for yeah. Reuben. Um, Father, thank you that Reuben was able to call and tell us about this. And now along with the thousands and thousands of people that are listening to this program, we pray, Lord, that you would touch Reuben, that you would make his body well, that you would help him breathe. Mm-hmm. And I pray, Father, that you would surround him Uh, by your spirit, against the attacks of an enemy who wants to destroy. The enemy's been pushing buttons in Reuben's mind for a long, long time. Lord, in your name and for your glory, we push back on his behalf. Make him well, Lord, and give him strength, we ask for your glory. Amen. Thanks, Reuben. God bless you. Keep us informed, please. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please. And I'm praying that you have Christian nurses and doctors that come in and see you quite often. Okay, baby? Thank you. Thank you, Mama Paul. Thank you. You're welcome. You got You're it, welcome. Ruben. God bless. Well, Paula, now we are inside four minutes um, left in the program. Um, I'll, I'll finish with the marriage question, infidelity question okay. tomorrow. So what do you want to use uh, to close up? Um, you know, here I am, the encourager. I hate when my kids are sick. I mean, I haven't even met Reuben, but he's he's one of ours. And man, I don't. I'm sorry, Reuben. Um, but the question she was asking um, there too: Am I standing in peace, advancing and establishing peace? Um, am I believing in the faith of the finished work on the cross? Um, and so, yeah, I, I pray that I'm, I'm standing in peace and I'm advancing in peace. Uh, that's what I want. As an encourager, um, I want to be a peacemaker as well. I want that gift of, of peace, as the Lord says, my personal peace I give to you. And I want to, uh, um, I want to stand in that peace and bring peace to other people as well. But, um. 
Yeah, you know, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but the only way, the only way mm-hmm. that we can stand in peace is to be with him. And uh, usually we stand in the company of what it is that's causing us distress. Yeah. <laughs> instead of yeah. instead of just hanging out with Jesus. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, I think God purposely made our walk with him that simple because... He knew we'd mess it up by trying to make it more difficult. <laughs> and I think that's something we've got to do. Paul called um, learning to be content a secret. He's learned the secret of be, being content in every circumstance. Mm-hmm. That means it's not something that comes instinctively to us. Mm-hmm. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. And I think if the Apostle Paul could be my guest on the radio program, yeah. I think Next I'd say, Thursday, okay. Thursday, that'd be great. I think, okay, Paul, tell us something we've never heard before. Mm-hmm. What's the secret of being content mm-hmm. in every circumstance? I think he would say, just be, be with, with Jesus. Jesus. I knew you were going to say that. I, mean, I think that's what yeah, he would say. Yeah, I, you, Paul has been your your close friend from the very beginning. From the beginning of my from, walk. Uh-huh, I mean, literally from the, from the first day almost. Yep, yep. You and Paul just hanging out with Jesus. Um, We're inside one minute now. Okay. Oh, I know what you can do. Talk about the children's clothing exchange before we go. Okay. I was going to say, let us be moved by what moves God's heart. But his heart moves for the kids. That's yeah. what he told you a we, long time ago. And because we only have now 30 yeah. seconds left. Okay, so it's this Saturday, uh, not 10 till 1. It's the children's clothing exchange. You don't have to bring clothes to get clothes. And you don't have to be a part of Calvary Chapel, You don't have to be a part of Calvary Chapel, San Antonio. But it's going to be at 2935 Pat Booker Road in Universal City, Texas. Everybody's free to come. Clothes for your kids. If you have bags of clothes that you want to donate, they'll take them. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Date Day edition of the show. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.